Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. He is a comedian, lover of guinea pigs, and intermittent dog walker and child care provider. Always a pleasure to have him back. And First time back in the studio since that little pandemic we all went through. So, very excited to have him here with us, David Rosie Rosenberg. Welcome, sir. Just so you know, there's a a, a, a pocket pet adoption event at the Pasadena Humane Society tomorrow. I just saw it on my feed. They're forgiving fees tomorrow. So, if you want to go get a guinea pig. Uh, oh, I, I thought it was like Tamagotchi or. No, you know, it's like real pocket pets. pets. Real pets. It's a dumb name because guinea pigs don't fit in your pocket. They're too big and fat. But Well, you need bigger pockets. Maybe there's like Junko jeans from the 90s. I, I've thought about wandering cargo, around. Cargo I, shorts. I've, I've thought about wandering around with a, a guinea pig and like a hoodie with like a, you know, a big pocket. The kangaroo pouch, right. But you would never get it out and it would just sit there and pee. Like, so uh, I didn't do that. I think that was a good choice. Probably, yeah, I would, I would say so. Do they make, do they make pants or, or diapers of some sort for uh, guinea pigs? I remember when I was in high school, my best friend, uh, his family had a rabbit for a while, and you can train those. They well, right, but they had the rabbit. Like rabbit was running around wearing like a pair of jockey shorts. No, no that's not. No, you can train it. You can, you can actually, you can mostly potty train a guinea pig. You could potty train a, a rabbit. They're much smarter. But I, I feel like that's a little weird. We've lost time. <laughs> yes, but it is it is the educational uh, portion of the show. Yeah, I know. Show, I know. So. If anyone has any questions, contact me. This is this is great. Actually, you can't because uh, I'm in those groups on the internet, and those people are much weirder and more fanatical than I am. The ones who answer, or the ones who ask, answer. Mm-hmm. Who answer like, is this a good setup for my guinea pig? And then it'll be like 39 people in an hour be like, no, you got to do this and that and blah, 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 and blah, blah. It's crazy. It's great. Long past the days of just an aquarium with wood chips. Maybe, you know, that that could be uh, your your new uh, your new show, like a reality show of... Uh, guinea owners? Just Well, re- not the owners, but doing like, you know, flipping habitats or, oh, or yeah. rehabbing, <laughs> you know. We're going to have approximately seven viewers this week. Habit Trail for Humanity. I'm just saying. Uh, the title's out there. You, you could have... You I mean, get the corporate endorsement from the Habit Trail people. It, they don't have Habit Trails. They don't do things. Uh, you could have uh, definitely a show about like my weird pet obsessions, right? Yeah, but I think... It, I mean, the one I'm envisioning, it's it's that mix uh, of, uh, the, of the decorating you know thing that people seem to love and throwing aside about how weird the person is you know some people like well i think i I don't think you would have to say anything about how weird the people are because as they're going through design options you know the person (laughs) is going to be like well you know benny is he's really you know he's a virgo and that really comes out uh in in his behavior so i think what what he really wants is, is benny a is, goonie pig or a person benny would be the goonie pig in this yeah you, uh, you can't just have one scenario. you have to have multiple pigs well right but it's it's the person to, like ascribing attributes to the animal that are are absolutely ridiculous yeah, they mostly just sit there and yell at you for food yeah that's, so that's all they do. so the ridiculousness but it it mixes animals 
and like and the uh, the decorating shows that people like, like a home. What, yeah, yeah, what was a house flippers and house house? Yeah, but like and, the the decorators, like yeah, the room yeah. swap, you know. But yeah, yeah. obviously, it's like you put a guinea pig from an aquarium into another aquarium. They don't go in aquariums anymore. You have to like it's a CNC cage. It's got two parts. And See, this is what I'm talking about. Fleece blankets. <laughs> it's very bougie these days. This so yeah. Bougie, bougie Goonies. Okay, next there's, time I get there's your show. Next time I have a meeting, I'll uh, I'll pitch it as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to. I ask I ask for nothing. Maybe maybe a percentage should yeah you, you, can, should get a, you so. can get a you can get a producer credit on this. Right on. All right. Very cool. Well, I will I will take that and run with it. And before you get an opportunity to change your mind, we will move down the panel because, as always, we are joined by comedian scholar. And the black voice of reason. Always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to be here with good old Rosie Rosenberg, man. Hello. And the man of the uh, the old guinea pig. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm telling you, this this whole thing of like coming back from the pandemic, you know, like last last week was it was ideally the outlier where where we were all doing the uh, the remote in. But that was that was a personal choice. That wasn't you know anything mandated by pandemics or what have you. But uh, yeah, each each time we have have an old returning friend back in the studio. It's it's just a lovely day, and we've we've been celebrating the return of of panelists with with home baked cheesecakes. It was very so, good cheesecake, and always thank you by the way. Uh, the, like the perfect thing to to put down your throat right before you're going to be talking into a mic. Something that really like coats it and and makes you sound like you're you know talking from inside <laughs> a sponge. It's it's what you want, and and what does this show do if not give the people what Sponges? they want well we could do that i guess <laughs> i mean look at this picture Are these uh, guinea pig yawning they love posting pictures of guineas yawning it's, it's their favorite guinea activity uh, <laughs> then they just snapped at each other because they're brutes that's that's what they do i guess me uh not necessarily a brute unless the situation calls for it but i am dr david robinson i am your vin scully for the impending apocalypse and aside from guinea pigs and their habitats we do have plenty to talk about but first a brief message from our sponsors at community spread it's morning in america and people are waking up to the great taste of community spread i kind of want toast but it can be so boring butter margarine jams jellies I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth, it's like there's nothing there. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peek. Speaking of time, it is the 26th Saturday of the new year, which I don't know if it's a coincidence, but it is also the 26th of June. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I know. What do we do? We buy lottery tickets. Uh, what? I feel like we should do something. But being the 26th of June, that means it is National Chocolate Pudding Day, National Coconut Day, National Beautician's Day, and Summer's Giving which was a tradition started a number of years back when someone decided, I don't know if this was a prank, but they figured, hey, all these heavy winter foods that we normally eat at Thanksgiving, let's do that in the summer. So it is It is summer's giving. I also read it is supposed to be National Barcode Day, but nope, uh, that yeah, that doesn't scan. <laughs> <laughs> A lame person suggests that. Well, go figure. It's the the barcode industry people. Uh, but it, you know, it's interesting. They they chose today because today in 1974, according to uh, what what I, I was reading, the first product with a barcode was scanned, and it was a, it was a ten pack of juicy fruit. <laughs> but this this whole I mean side note. All Juicy Fruit was made in 1974 as well. They have never produced new Juicy Fruit. It's not been popular since 1974, but it still exists. They just have like a mountain of it, and they just hey, have to sell Juicy it Juicy Fruit is going to move you. It, it's going to move you because it's all been stale. It's going. It's actually not going to move you. Cause it's going to move get, you off the couch to go gonna, get another piece it's of It's going to get you uh, uh, constipated. There you go. <laughs> if it does that... Maybe you're putting it in the wrong hole, but yeah, I, it got me to thinking though, like a, like why were there scanners in the supermarket if barcodes hadn't been widely, maybe they had a scanner put in use. It was was the first scanner. I don't know. It, you know, could be also, it, it seems to me gum would be like the last thing, you know, normally you unload your cart onto the, onto the belt and then, Oh, Hey, there's gum. Maybe the, so juicy the gum fruit, is the last time. Maybe the juicy fruit people paid for that, like honor. It could like be a, a marketing venture. But from 1974 to 2021, that's how long it took them to actually. I, and admittedly, like just last week, we were we were celebrating Juneteenth uh, becoming a, a federal holiday after 156 years. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. You know, from from 74 to 2021. I was always maybe. Uh, I was let down, in part so that I could have more uh, antagonism, but I was always let down. We had no, there was no big deal about the end of the Civil War. It was 150 years. It should have been a celebration. They used to do it. They used to do it in, in, you know, while there were still veterans, they'd they'd have like, this is, these are the last remaining veterans from each side, and they'd come together and be the old dudes, right? And I remember seeing old... (laughs) Yeah. videos of it actually dave the nazi the, scum the, the actual ending of slavery was actually december 6 1865 but they it, you know, for two, texas, two years yeah, yeah for for texas it was it ended in texas but the actual slavery was still going on in tennessee kentucky yeah. 
and uh, I forget the other state that was still going on. So it wasn't until December 6th of 1865 so well, I mean, is, when there's when there's profit involved, right. you know, it's right. it's, it's, it's kind of like legal weed. Well, and congratulations to, to Connecticut, by the way, who just made uh, recreational weed legal. But even though here in California, totally legal as long as you're of age, but there are still plenty of private growers and mm-hmm. and black marketeers because taxes mm-hmm. and and right. what have you. So. Yeah. You know, a lot of the guys I, are coming out about that. I mean, it's it's you know, it's hey, right. You know, but I'm know. saying, like, you know, so something as as massive as slavery ending, right. you know, you you get the the well, not the right people, but the wrong people, all kind of gathered around to protect each other, and right. you know, we're just gonna like right. literally have a a black market for labor. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know, it it's amazing. I'm almost like I sound. I feel like a professor sometimes. Because I was at, I was doing an open mic, and the guys didn't, they had never heard of Juneteenth. They never heard of that. They never heard of. Uh, this I didn't hear about, you know, taught me about the, and I've, I've, I tutored uh, APUS for years, mm-hmm. and, and APUS, uh, all the AP exam, exams are very woke, right? It's mm-hmm. a very woke. Whenever I, te- whenever I used to tutor an AP exam, uh, I would be like, okay, when you're writing your answers, you want to picture who's grading it. And the person grading it is my friend Frank's mom. And my friend Frank's mom, she was a great AP grader. She was like a little liberal white woman in Connecticut. Like that's who you want to tell your answer for. Like if, and so if that that's what you want to have in your back of your mind. So it was very woke. But I didn't know about the Tulsa massacre until I watched The Watchmen. Yeah, right. It was no. never taught. No, never no. taught. And, I never knew anything about it. I knew about Brownsville. I knew about like a lot of other bad events. I knew about the rise of the KKK in the twenties, but it was never taught about uh, 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 the Tulsa massacre. Until, well, like, there, there were guys <clears throat> who didn't know what Jim. I, I was on a podcast, and the two white guys I was on there with, because the guy invited me, and we were, we were sitting out in front of the cigar lounge, and we were talking, and he started asking me. He didn't know what redlining was. He didn't know about Tulsa. He didn't know about Juneteenth, and he didn't know what Jim Crow was. I can, that Jim Crow. Jim Crow is very shocking. Yeah. Uh, well, I talked to you know you know Mick the Nick or Mick Mick one. Remember Mick one, old old uh, gay comedian. He's at some of the things. You you probably know him if you saw him. But he 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 told me at the fourth wall. I don't know who. Um, I said who's this? Who's this, who's this Jim Crow guy? You? <laughs> Also, the guy who was running the fourth wall, he didn't know what Juneteenth was either. And I said, as he said, I took history. I said, yeah, but a lot of people did. And I said, but they don't, they don't know. And, I, and I, he said, I said, I am not, I said, don't look at me as being angry that you don't know. I said, because it was suppressed. They didn't want you to know. Mm-hmm. That information was not, I mean, people grew up in Greenwood, Oklahoma and did not know the story of Greenwood, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They didn't know anything about the Tulsa massacre, and they were born there. So that's how, you know, how you know buried it was. You know, that would be uh, as long as we're we're pitching ideas for shows, or, or mm. at least I am. Another idea, uh, podcast, call it Surprise History. Yeah, <laughs> and like the shit that I, it's funny because I'm thinking about this in terms of having like nothing to do with the actual subject matter mm-hmm. of of race in America. But I remember when I was in high school outside of Chicago mm. and we got a, a new state holiday. We were getting a new day off of school. It was Casimir Pulaski Day. Mm-hmm. And 
for, I would say, everyone <laughs> in my high school, nobody knew who the fuck Casimir <laughs> Pulaski was. Yeah. Those of us who who spent enough time in the city knew there's you know Pulaski was was a road that went went through downtown, but uh, he was like a Polish war hero. Yeah. But it, it's the the relevance to the the conversation is the way that there is some stuff in history that just sneaks up on you. Well, you know they're pissed about. Uh, speaking of Chicago. Chicago was founded by a black dude. Yeah. And they're pissed off that they want to change and make it a holiday. And, and so... I, I, I don't, I, no, well, no, 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 no. I don't think they're pissed. I mean, I believe me, I'm from Chicago. And, right. you know, I've known Chicago cops, so I'm, I'm certainly not saying there's no racism in Chicago. <laughs> um, but I, I think the stink is less about making a holiday for, for DuSable than the, the idea some people want to change the name of Lakeshore Drive yeah. to to reflect and i i gotta say i'm i'm not down with that and Mm -hmm. you know i understand there there are certain things Mm -hmm. that you know you change there are certain traditions Mm -hmm. and and things that you should be willing to give up because Mm -hmm. you know uh having like robert e lee Uh, junior high school you know whatever that that is a tradition that yeah we should let go but i mean lakeshore drive like innocuous uh, mm-hmm. uh maybe uh, unless it's insensitive to mm-hmm. rabid people who you know are hydrophobic right. uh but it it's lakeshore drive it's it's the drive that goes along the shore of lake michigan right. so it, it's like you know that plus there's the fucking song from the from the <laughs> late 60s or the 70s it is it is enshrined in and it's 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 a good song <laughs> you know it's it that's that's the thing if it was a shitty song if you could you know if they wanted to change like uh the the address on a, a building that was uh 2525 lakeshore drive because of the, the zager and evans song in the year 2525 i would totally get behind that but a holiday to to honor the the founder of Chicago, fuck yeah, uh, Black Holiday to honor the founder of Chicago, even better. Yeah. But I, I'm I, I'm just saying that you know when when these things come up, people ask me, I I really don't care because it it's, it <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't because no one's gonna like anything. They want things, and and that's the whole problem. I said when people don't want to know information, even after you know it's been done, because everybody's like this whole. I'm sure you're probably going to talk about it. With, you know, the race theory thing is, mm. the, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you have that in your list. Honestly, it's not in the list. I just knew it was going to come up. <laughs> really? I thought it was in there. I thought nah, you were, yeah. I mean, you know, because we we spent a good chunk of last week on it, but I know I, it's relevant. So it's like, it's not on my list of things, but it, it, it was in that like sub list well, of like, well, this is going to come up in reference to, to stuff well, no, we're talking is, about anyway. Well, the, the, uh, the flat earthers are behind. They're, they're bothered. So, so the flat earthers and the QAnons, are bothered by the they're the ones bothered by the race theory. Well, critical race theory only means we're going to discuss the racial issues of the United States. Right. And you can't the country was built on it. So you know when you don't want to talk about something or you say I didn't know that. Well, you don't know because they don't because if you if I tell you this, then you're going to go deeper and you're going to find oh there's more? Yeah, there's more. And the deeper you go, the badder it gets. 
and you don't want to go yeah. because and you say, oh my God, they're going to blame. No, well, we I prefer would, you. Owe to, uh, I would venture there. There is a large subset of the American population that doesn't know. You know that that well, black people in the Constitution, not a whole person. Right. You know, three fifths. Yeah. And and it's that kind of thing that. Yeah, the as you're calling them the the flat earthers and the QAnons, which you know even if they're not, that perfectly captures their mindset. Right. So, I stand by that that name calling. But the the idea is, yeah, the information is out there. But if we don't talk about it and we talk around it, it's going to be much more comfortable. And like we were saying on the show last week, it's it's these people who you know it's it's the inherent feeling of guilt that makes them think that critical race theory is teaching people to blame them. And it's like, it's not, I mean, we didn't create, but the thing is we didn't create any of the shit that's going on. We didn't create black people didn't create white and black, but you built everything. (laughs) But I'm saying the, the, the narrative, thank you, slave labor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the narrative they created, when I say they, the American government and the American culture now because you know now i mean you had people that you know because you had different people different immigrants coming over right and then all of a sudden you but you said to control everything we should have white and black black folks didn't think of that because in as of 1661 there was no such thing of white and black they created white and black you created a system which entails systemic that's where that comes from because you created something and you lived off of it and now you don't want to deal with it because everybody's saying, oh, my God, they're going to blame me. No, damn it. You need to know the truth. That's all they're saying. If you'd have told the truth in the beginning, like the Europeans, and put your, put your shit in there and told what really happened, you wouldn't be going through half of this shit. People would have moved on a long time ago. But you lied about it. You know, and it was, it was the, and I'm not saying the people today, but you, you blame the daughters of the Confederate. You blame the people of Texas who, who controlled our history books, who did not want you to know that information. They don't want you to know about the, the, the they don't want you to know about the lynchings. They don't want you to know about the burnings. That these people were savages. They don't want you to know about the rapes. Okay. They yeah, don't want no, you to know you, about you anything. You just need to start from from ground zero and just understand that it it doesn't matter how they got this way in American society. Black people are in an inferior position. Which and, was and also created so by su- them. Right. Well, and that's the thing. But it's like, yeah, if you leave out all the bits about how we got there mm-hmm. and just start from that point, then it's a lot easier to, to live with yourself and accept things the way they are. There's a guy about an, yeah, I there, think his there name can't is, be institutional racism if um, it was never racist. It <laughs> just, it was. It was just the way it was. Uh, Black people were, you know, not a full human being. And and that was okay. And right. we need to we you know look look at everything that we've done. You know, look at all look at the, the blind side. Look at all these things that white people have done right. to save the blacks. Well, I, I tell you, <laughs> great book if you ever get to read. It's written by uh, name is Richard Rothenstein. It's called The Color of Law. He's Jewish. Yes, but which yeah, a lot of well, and you know, a lot of Jews wrote some great books, especially on black history and uh, things and the color of law deals with all the all the things that were set up by our government to keep blacks in play 
and this this whole thing that we're talking about, which I mean, and he lays it out, you know, from the you know, I mean, to the letter, all the covenants. I didn't know what they had did, and uh, I had to read the book again because of uh, I was going through the audio, but it was you know, they talked about you know Northern California and how they how Northern California was set up and everything. There were roadblocks everywhere, and it's it's like this. So I have to go buy this guy's book, <laughs> you know, to find out. You know, and then they probably won't believe. Well, he's a Jew. He wrote it. No, the dude that's he's right. He's a Jew. Gesundheit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the book was. I mean, it's. It was so recommended, and I, I recommend people reading it because it really, it it sets you up of how everything was put together, to you know, from the time from like World War Two on, and the laws that they wrote and how they put things together. So I thought. Wow, and I, I'm telling you, it's a great book. It really is that he put together, and it's giving you a totally understanding of all the uh, the back end deals and uh, what was you know what was put together to prevent uh, African Americans from from getting uh, certain things, even after World War II. I mean, especially, uh, and it was the government wrote them in, right? Yeah, so. Well, and unless you're you know Tucker Carlson, and and you, oh, you'd think you know the chair of the joint chiefs of staff is is a, a pig and a loser uh you you may actually uh believe what he had not tucker carlson right. but german but general said this week yeah. that reading things is good <laughs> learning yeah. learning things that and, was, and challenging your your established frame of reference that's that's actually good that's how you learn things. That's how you expand. There's a, there's a. I think it was in the National Review. I didn't read it. I think I was on my way here. There was an article um, about why uh, opposite. I think it was called "Why Opposition to Critical Race Theory Isn't AstroTurf," because it feels very like artificial. It feels like because if you listen to conservative talk radio, as I still do. Uh, um, it feels very like this is the thing we're gonna like get everyone's hackles up about now, and they define like, and there's a lot of uh, conservatives define what they think critical race theory is, and then people right. will be like, that's not critical race theory is something that's taught in law school and advanced sociology classes. Right. This is just updated history so that kids know about Jim Crow, right? right? But it does feel very astroturfy, where they're like, "Wow, oh, we don't have anything to to rile up the troops about." Okay, we're gonna get everyone upset about and so uh, about uh, about well, pitting blacks against whites again. Ultimately, that's what it's about. This is their. Uh, I almost said Captain Crunch. Uh, this is this is their new Doctor Seuss. You know, and since I, I'll, I'll ask, since you know, you uh, said you listen to the conservative talk radio, mm-hmm. and it feels like since. Biden got into office, the Republicans have had like had two drums they've been beating. One of them was January 6th wasn't uh, an insurrection. It was, you know, a, a few patriots that got excited. But the other has been their their search for that culture issue, yeah, whether they, it's is, trans this. athletes or, or Mr. Potato Head or Dr. Seuss. So do you think this one is going to stick. This one, this or, one, they push, and it's. I, what, I mean, never think conspiracy uh, race theory. Yeah. Well, the the whole yeah. evils of of critical race theory that Republicans are pushing. Mm-hmm. That's I, I and think then misdefining critical race theory. I think it'll it, it'll be uh, present for a while. I don't know if it'll 
carry through 2022. I think a lot will happen before 2022. But it's 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 really what they all seem to be pushing right now. So, you know, the, the, I always ask, what are you afraid of? Just like I'm asking when, when they were asking, you know, when white guys says, they're taking my freedom. What do you know about that? Because as far as, if you look at it from a black person's standpoint, motherfucker, you've always had everything you needed. Yeah, well, well, why how, worry? What, what are we taking from you? What is? Please tell me, where have something been taken from you? You but keep saying this. Have, haven't you heard masks are just like Nazi Germany? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, does, so, it does always... Uh, sorry. No, no, no. It does always make me think... Uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but Chris Rock had the great line of... Racism in America isn't a black thing. It's white people. It's white people have to come. Or race relations. White people have to come to term with that there's black people around. It's Black people don't have a problem with it. We. It's 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 white people who have to come to terms with their own racism and, and our own racism and, and racist history. That was the, 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 what they yeah. didn't tell you. That once, as they say the, the, in small print, oh, I'm sorry, guys. That once they eventually figure out what we've done, there won't be anyone around to explain. I mean, you're going to have to eventually deal with this. Right. right. We're good right now where we're getting everything, but eventually it's going to come down to we're going to have to deal with this. I mean, I mean, think about it. Thomas Jefferson was against slavery, but he was making money off of slavery. Right. And he did not. He was he was stuck and he's screwing Sally Hemming and he's you know banging her brains out since she was 14 years old. You know, which would be today we considered statutory rape or just flat out rape, and you know he's he's trying to come to terms with this, but he doesn't want to lose. He needs the slaves, you know, because you're not paying them. But then again, so that's why he didn't want to push to end slavery. And then everyone's like, "No, we can't do that." So he pushed it on and let someone else do it, you know. And then even after Lincoln even decided that you know we're going to get rid of slavery. Uh, uh, he wanted to send him to Liberia. And the black folks told him, dude, fuck you. I don't know anything about Liberia. I was brought up here. I worked on assimilating to be like you, and now you want to get rid of me. You know, no. So. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's 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 our little piece of land in Africa that uh, has, you know, it's been named after uh, American Institutions and and people uh, with the mm-hmm. with the capital cities. Monrovia, how, capital yeah. City. How could you not want to go? It's it's just it's I it, it you know it, it's not here in America. It's uh, one might say separate from from <laughs> where we are, but in in most ways it's equal. <laughs> right. But I've worked so hard separate to be but like equal. You. That's but, but I've worked so hard. <laughs> To be like you, I've changed my name. I've gotten rid of my my African heritage. Yeah, I've but gotten, you know, the, the like, problem is you got too good at it, yeah. and and we just can't have that. And I think that's you know, I've I've only half jokingly, you know, when we've talked about uh, uh, gay rights and you know marriage on this show, and I've talked about how well this is you know the the straight upper class conservative people they they already know you know from pop culture and you know just general experience better at dancing better you know better fashion sense better you know better clothing much better with the home decor couldn't possibly let them get married because then they're going to be better than us at that too (laughs) and you ask what are these people afraid of and i think it comes down to to two things it's the fear of a 
having to learn something, you know, that mm. I, I, God, I've, I've already got all these beliefs ingrained in my mind, dictating the way I, I look at the world around me. I don't want to learn something new that might make me. And this is the second thing have to change. Mm. Well, I, I think it's also a sense of losing power, right? Like if you've, if you've grown up in a system that is, is, is somewhat well, rigged, rigged in your favor, for some reason you, you, you're resistant to anything that's going to, especially, absolutely. especially and, since and what's the, I think the, the easiest uh, indicator that you have, quote unquote, lost power is that you are the one who has to change. Right. You're the one who has to learn. You're the one who has to learn. Well, but like, and, and, yeah, because, you know, we've spent, uh, and I say we as black people, we've spent the majority of our lives trying to uh, uh, be what you want us to be. When you said, when, when black people, when, when white people said, hey, you know, we don't want to be around you. We said, okay, cool. We'll, we'll hang in our area. We'll build our own shit. We'll do, and we'll be like the Jew. What they say, because they used to say, why don't you be like the Jewish guys? Why don't you be like the Asians? Okay, so black people start doing that. And every time we would get to a certain point, boom. You know, you got Emin Domain, you have the Ku Klux Klan, you have all these people come in and burn down our shit. And for what? We were just trying to do what you do, and we weren't bothering you. Yeah, but, yeah. but you were doing it as good, if not better, than us. And yeah. we can't, we can't have that. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna challenge our sense of self worth. It's kind of like the whole thing with burkas in in the Middle East. You know, men men shouldn't have to learn to control themselves around women. Right. We we got to cover up the women. Right. So you know they can't be seen. Because they are evil temptresses. Right. Well, they, you know, I used to always laugh at that because <laughs> I, I would say, I said, well, don't you understand? Men pay attention to shapes and movement, and we have an imagination. So I can think that you look like whatever. I mean, that's what men do. They, 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 they pay attention to movement, and they look at shapes. You know, it's not all about having to see the body. They can see it, and they... they you know, yeah, just jangle, jangle the keys in front of our face, and, and we just need the sparkly thing. Right. It's, you know, it doesn't now, matter you, what they their keys to or if they make noise. There's something sparkly, yeah. and, and we need to we need to get into that. Yeah, and they don't, I mean, you know, uh, also it's the scent. I mean, you know, they you know women were, may wear perfume. That's another one. And then, they look at, then they look at the feet. <laughs> you know, guys look mm. at feet. A lot of guys have foot fetishes Gross. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but the important thing, Rosie, is we don't judge. Yeah. But I think I look, think, I don't judge if it's your fetish, but it's gross. You don't you don't you don't have a foot fetish. <laughs> I mean, even if she had pretty feet, you don't. What? Have a foot. No, how would I even know? It's a foot. What, what do you mean? We live in L.A., man. Sandals. I mean, I'm not saying. Ugh. It's, yeah, they go they go get pedicures. I don't care. Really? No. <laughs> so no. she could have construction feet, and you wouldn't give a shit. Don't care. Really? No, don't care. If she I got to say, I, you know, I'm I'm not as as far down the line as Rosie. I, what do you mean I down mean, the line? I well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, if we're doing like, if there's a, a spectrum, I'm I'm not as anti feet as you seem to be. But I'm not, I'm not anti feet. I know that they well, need yeah, them to walk around. They're good. Yeah, they're you know, yeah, uh, know. for for that. But I, it's for me. I I'm less about how the feet look no, no. than how they feel no, you know I, it's I, like I, if, how they feel like if you're laying in bed with someone and and you feel like there's a lava rock like 
stroking your thigh when you or my wife she comes on my case all the time to clip my toenails growing my toenails long is my right as as a human being <laughs> oh my god so they're taking your freedom again huh did they do she does take my freedom. well speaking of of taking of freedoms and people's unwillingness to change in this case you know wearing masks staying distanced getting vaccinated all those things that people hate to do um It is worth mentioning that we are 158 days into the Biden administration. And as of today, we've got 603,370 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 33,581,464 confirmed cases with about 178.5 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine, with about 151.6 million of them, including three in this very room. Didn't you get COVID? Who are fully vaccinated. Yeah, I, I got yeah, COVID. Yeah, but I had no symptoms. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was asymptomatic. But I immediately went and got my stuff after that. I went and, you know. I've been vaccinated since January. Well, yeah, but I'm a you're, fancy you're a I'm do-gooder. A I'm a doctor. You know, you go, you go do Play-Doh nice doctor. things for for kids I went yesterday. in the hospitals. I went yesterday I, uh, to the hospital. Yeah, I went to. I volunteered yesterday. I hand, I didn't hand out anything because that's not fully back. I uh, I walked people to their appointments all over the hospital. Nice. Yeah, it's fine. So you're a mensch. I mean, just despite you know everything we know about you. Well, look, hey, I'm a nice person. <laughs> also, uh, uh, as my wife would say, it gets me it gets me out of the house. Right, gives me something to do. Stay-at-home dad as a job is is uh, is doesn't really stimulate your brain as much as you would want it to. Though I'd been doing some writing as well, but just the same. There you go. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out that my vaccine or vaccinations are going to wear off at some point soon. Well, they they believe we're going to end up with a booster. Oh, great! You know they're going to end up uh, having a, and with, you know with the variants and it, it still comes back. And like I said, it's the flat earthers. It's the it's the former Trumps, you know, the Trump supporters and everything. Even though the guy broke his neck to get the vaccine out, then they're the main ones that are saying, "No, we're not going to take it." Okay, but here it is. Yeah, there's a definite double speak between right. On the one hand, Trump gave us the vaccine, but I'm not going to take it. You know, you're like DeSantis and his. You know, they said, "Oh, he got more votes than Trump for as far as running for president." I said, "If they vote that idiot in." That you, you you best believe this country's fucked. There, you know, if we you have to deal with a guy like that, I mean, you well, really I, have to I go think, into um, you know uh, guerrilla mode. Not <laughs> so much after the last four years, four and a half years, as much as the last six months, we're fucked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, it's just how much are we going to be able to slow it down? <laughs> But well, I, I mean, you know, not I, to I, not to be, uh, you know, the the voice of of cheer and excitement, but yeah, we're we're doomed, and and we keep doing it to ourselves, mm-hmm. and so at this point, we cannot stop the the devolution, the the destruction of our country at our own hands. All we can do is slow it down, and and make. The ride maybe a little more comfortable. I don't, I don't know. I, I 
I'm not as much of an alarmist about. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not an alarmist. I, I an alarmist, I think, would be freaking out and right. screaming about this. I don't. I, I I have grown to accept this. I I would I I listen to if I can plug another podcast and it's not mine, but I listen to the Dollop, which is a two comics and writers that and they talk about American history and from a very left like very leftward bent and. What you get from that is not so much. It's always been bad, and also possibly much worse. Yeah. So, uh, however bad we think things are right now, uh, you look back to like the 19th century, and we would be like, "Oh well, democracy is working then." Yeah, but at the same, there was like corruption was rife. Something like obscure things like that, like firefighters were basically organized gangs. Like they were just robbery gangs. They would just get together and they would, uh, they would, they would loot. They, 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 the only purpose we had firefighters is so that which fire station would get there first so they could loot the uh, fire, the uh, flaming building. You like say that. that like it's a bad thing. Well, but like, no, I, no, no. I don't, I'm not, I, I don't I, think, I don't think it's, it's particularly getting worse. And, and, and no, no, no. I, I didn't say it's getting worse. Right. I mean, I think in, in a lot of ways, you know, things have gotten better, you know, uh, but I think the overall, you know, timeline, no. we, are, we are on a downward track. I and the I reason is, the reason I believe this, and I say this with the perspective of a, a smoker, <laughs> you know, game recognized game, as they say. And there are all these people, flat earthers, QAnons, Republicans, morons basically who despite all of the evidence right. in front of them that is showing how things could be made better or how problems could be solved would rather just be like eh, fuck it i, I want to do this yeah but but i mean as a, but then as a smoker yes you haven't listened to the last seventy no, years. No, no, no. I've listened. I just I don't care. <laughs> right, but like you haven't. But lots of people have. Like most of us would still be smoking if 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 that hadn't happened. So it's it's gotten yes and no better. Be I mean, yeah, we'd smoke so much more less than we ever did. I I mean, yeah, but I I think yeah, the problem is still the secondhand smoke. It, well, and I, you like taking the analogy. Yeah, further. I see. I mean, I see it's, your point. If I were to stay in my house or in one place and just do all my smoke in there, like fuck it, it's nobody else's business. But, I, but when I'm, you know, and I, it's funny uh, with the pandemic. I generally don't take cigarettes when I leave the house. Like, nah, it's just what I do on the porch because I don't have to take my mask off and right. breathe around a bunch of idiots. Even though, you know, vaccinated and. You know, maybe there are fewer idiots, definitely fewer people wearing masks when you go walking around. But but the idea is that if, you know, and like we've said on this show many times about the virus, if these ignorant fucks were just staying in their little communities and killing each other off with the virus, that'd be great. But the, I, I, all right, maybe not great, but it'd be fine. You know that's that's their choice, but then they you know go out to well, the same stores, businesses, religious institutions, well, whatever that other people who are saying that are trying to take precautions. But we have our look. We have in Texas, 
You got the nurses who the judge had to come out and tell them, look, you fuckers are going to lose your job <laughs> unless you get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And then you had the firemen. The firemen, they got right here in L.A., we have fire guy, fire department. These guys don't want to get vaccinated. They got the best I understand. Union. I understand firemen. I don't understand nurses because nurses are well-educated. I, I, that 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 angers me. It's like every time like a, a a pro football or basketball player comes out as like believing the Earth is flat. I'm like, yeah, they didn't finish high school or college. Like, I'm not I'm not shocked this like but, this but guy doesn't nurses, doesn't have a degree. And I know but. I know some nurses that are are smart and you know they they are well educated, right? And have been able to take that knowledge and widely apply it where right. where applicable. I know other nurses who. They're, you know, they're no, good that's inexcusable because you're no, in no, the no, medical no. field. Yeah, but but yeah, no, the no, way no. they got there, they're not doctors. And I, like uh, I yes. said, I Wait know nurses. I, I, I know nurses that are on top of their game and probably should be doctors. But then there are other nurses that no, I, I know I, I that I personally I, I, know who they they can pass tests. I had a, a girl, and so they read the textbook and they pass the test and they get through nursing school and they get a job doesn't mean they actually fucking learned anything. No, I, I well, but I, I, I was talking to this one girl. Her dad's a physician, and he won't. And he's 80-something years old. He will not get the damn vaccine. What? No, he won't do it. And I, so I told her, so she's like, and so she's sitting there telling me, I said, so I basically said, you know what? I, you and I can't go out. You know, because you spend all your time with your daddy. Right. And, you know, because you know, he's 80-something years old. And I said, well, hell, we'll never get together and have a you know be able to do anything. I mean, this is going nowhere, and I quit calling her. It's like, hey, you know, where's well, this going to go? I I think of this topic like I think of the uh, the the previous CRT topic as as uh, more astute minds than myself have pointed out. This is all last gaspism of white America. This is white America realizing it's 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 falling through our fingertips, and so this is. This is another. It's it's like electing Trump. Who, who it's a, it's like uh, uh, it's this weird resistance that that this no 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 like it's that as a political movement, <laughs> right? It's 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 holding on as as dearly as you can. And critical race theory is another way of like to stop what they see as as a, a flood of. What essentially is equality, but a flood of, of power loss. Well, well, what got them in trouble, Dave, you know, we talked about this on the thing. We said that the pandemic exposed the inequality of our society. It exposed the selfishness. It exposed who had medical care, who didn't have medical care. Right. It, it really exposed our humanity. Where is the humanity? You know, we have food lines and we're doing all this stuff, but, you know, you want the food, but you won't go and get you won't put a mask on. And then you get pissed to the point that you're going to shoot somebody because they made you wear a mask. Because look, what is it that you don't understand? So one woman was stating, well, if you're HIV, you don't have to show that you're HIV. <laughs> I was sitting there going, bitch, it's a different fucking uh, a virus. How can, after 40 years of AIDS or whatever it is, 30, 35 years of AIDS, how can you not know? Well, and also, you know, well, she's that young. You're, the you're young people don't know about it. But AIDS you're presuming days. that in this analogy, this this person with AIDS or HIV is probably telling anyone they're going to be intimate with. If you're walking down the street, though, they aren't going to fucking tell you. It's none of your goddamn business right, because, right. like you were saying, it's a different virus. But it's the virus, thing. and you got a virus that, one, needs to be with saliva and blood or semen 
and the other one, I could breathe on you from 26 feet away and fucking kill you. I could sneeze and it can travel. It'll travel eight feet with the mask on. It'll travel 26 feet without a mask. Well, it, also what you were saying a, a second ago, time, and again, I still listen to too much talk radio, though I'm not in the car very much and not with the kids. Because um, I can't. I, they think like Mark Levin's funny. And he's like a lunatic, and he's like pure evil. Well, I, I, I mean, I can't, when I was a kid, I thought Wally George was funny. I don't know who that is. Was he an old timey? Yeah, he. Well, he's uh, Rebecca De Mornay's dad. Really? But really? he was like here in L.A. Uh, and I, you know, saw clips and stuff uh, when I was a kid. But he was like the the Morton Downey Jr. Uh, okay. You know, like the the angry conservative. Yeah, yeah. He was basically like the Ed Anger column in in Weekly World News personified. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you listen to Dennis Prager? I listen to Prager. I listen to uh, Larry Elder, who's a coward. I listen to uh, 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 I listen to Mark Levin a lot. I listen to Hannity. I listen to Seb Gorka. I tried to get into Mark Levin a couple weeks ago. I tried to call in Joe Rogan. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't listen to Joe Rogan because he's five foot three. <laughs> because he's five foot three. No. Is he really? Uh, I don't. I don't, I'm. My numbers are off. But apparently he's he's, he's shorter he's like than literally five to six inches shorter than he has been claiming yeah. for years. I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan simply because I don't listen to generally podcasts and I don't have any like Spotify or anything or, or Sirius or anything. So I don't, it's not even open to me. I just turn on the radio because I have for years. My wife will say that I'm old and uh, I should get Spotify because it'll make it easier for the kids. But I listen to all those guys. I listen to, uh, uh, I called Levin a couple months ago, but they're all, uh, they, uh, about, Buck uh, Sexton. How about Candace Owens? She, does she have a radio show? She's she not. Has a, she has a podcast. I don't listen to. I don't go out of my way. I just oh, turn okay. on the radio, so I know the stations. Yeah, I don't. How about know the, Brandon Tatum? Don't know Brandon Tatum. He's part of that. Uh, he's all, all these guys are part of that, but they're black, right? They're, like these, I, they're, they're the black. Uh, you they're, know, they're, they're the Fox News blacks. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and they're the they're the younger <laughs> there's, version. There's literally five of them. They're they're, they're, they're the younger. Are you version. counting Diamond and Silk as one, or are they two? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're the younger they're version really of of Larry Elder. Elder is the god, like, and so I used to respect Elder almost, but then once he fully got on board with Trumpism, and he's really redundant. Same with uh, Hannity; they both are very yeah. Uh, but both, here's here's go to, uh, here's the reason why it's the repetition of of the lies, and that this is how you get them stuck in people's heads. He, right. but like it's, Re- it, it's redundant stuck, to someone who thinks it's stuck in uh it's it's stuck in their heads that. Uh, but for their listeners or their target audience, yeah, the yeah, target I mean, they're, demo, they're, it's the difference difference between i heard that and oh i've been hearing that, that a lot, lot. Yeah, yeah they 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 they're very effective the one i was thinking was is is buck sexton he's i think he's one of the replacements for rush now he would talk a lot about it's what someone who's saying the independence is this american individualistic you can't make me wear a mask and the, the, it's 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 an unknowing selfishness like especially before the vaccine it's not just for you to wear the mask. It's so that you don't get sick and then bring it to the hospital and then all the nurses get sick. Are you saying you get it takes m- a village? Because <laughs> that sounds like some liberal Hillary shit. <laughs> well, it's like you don't get sick so you don't clog up the ER in what was a preventable illness so someone with a gunshot or like an old person who broke their hip or whatever 
can't get treatment. Or, right? or they, they don't someone think of whose that. veins are clogged with cholesterol from their daily visits to the Cracker Barrel. You know, you gotta you gotta it's frame true. it uh, for their audience. Me, as my kids would tell me, like daily uh, glasses of milk. They all make fun of me for drinking milk. I like milk. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, when, when Elder with with uh, one of the guys, comedian friend of mine, he gave me a tape. He said, "Tell you, you gotta watch this video." I said, "Who's it by?" And uh, he said, "Well, I'll just send it to you." Well. The name of the tape was called, uh, um, and just slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> Why black people are wrong for America. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, that was the subtext. Though, right. right. <laughs> but the, uh, what, what do you call it? Not Sambo, but Uncle Tom. Oh. <laughs> and he called it Uncle Tom. And I says, I said, is this Larry Elder? Came right out of my head. <laughs> he said, yeah, dude. I said, I said, man, why do you want me to watch this? I said, one he called it that because that's what they called him. Yeah. When the original, if you know the history of it, it's Sambo, not Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom helped black folks. Uncle Sambo was the one that sold them out. So I said, I got you. So I put down one check. I said, this is what. Then when I saw Candace Owens, uh, Mr. 999 or Mr. 666. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. is on there. Can, and... and Brandon Tatum's on there, and I'm said, I said, I feel like I, I should pour out a Godfather's pizza for Herman right, Cain, right? And I said, for my yeah, homie, <laughs> yeah. And I said, to, he said man, I never had it. What, what can't you? I said, because it's all geared toward hating and saying that what black that black people are victims, and he's trying to make like they're attacking him for being white. There's another black chick. She's always calling Democrats Marxist and they're very big uh, Mar- like that's uh that's Levin's new book is American Marxism. Right. Like what do what makes you think you're perfect? And if I ask you about anything, Larry Elder just really if they're all against Juneteenth, like Candace Owens came out against Juneteenth, uh they were against uh the situation where the the the, the black lieutenant was uh, pulled over by the cops mm. and they drug him out and pepper sprayed him. Another friend oh, of they mine, pepper sprayed him right in the car. Right. And, and, and so they and, sprayed his and, dog, yeah, too. You, yeah, you ought to be afraid. Yeah, you know. And then he says, so one of my friends says, he tell you, but you got to see both sides. <laughs> I says, uh, I did. I saw the whole, but dude, dude, it took him a whole way. Now, his brother's a detective. And I said, once I saw that Brandon Tatum was doing the narrative, I said, dude, I can't, I can't buy it. Was this a black guy who gave you this tape? It was uh, uh, actually a Filipino dude who gave it to me. Because I'm fine, who's, who's married to a sister. But I'm finding more immigrants who were sold the, uh, you know, that the streets will be paved with gold. They've been buying that since they, since all of them come here. Because I hear, you know, Armenian cats who are big time Trump supporters and everything. Oh, you know, what, what are we going to do with this homeless problem, bro? I mean, we're giving them money. We're giving them finding them a place to stay. Why do we got to do that? And it's like, uh, motherfucker, you just left the motherland and you, you already. I said, how do you think your ass got over here? We hooked you up, too. You didn't just come over here and don't think you didn't get no government fucking program. So you're saying that if we give these other people the benefits that we got right. as, you know, the, the hypothetical Armenians right. in this case. Right. I don't know. Sounds sounds like you're taking stuff it's away a, it, from my it, people right. and giving it away to people that have you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like longer. Kind of like when they built projects and they told the people, "Well, the projects are made for black people." No, jackass. Projects were made for poor white folks in the beginning. <laughs> All everything was for white people in the beginning, and then when their got better, they threw the leftovers to the black people and the Hispanics. And if they were trying to make progress, 
You know, because I even had to, I had to explain. I said, he said, well, black people weren't allowed to, to move into suburbs? Uh, no, they were not. I said, it was still during Jim Crow. And he said, dude, you keep bringing up this guy Jim and, and this <laughs> Jim Crow. And you, well, yeah. redlining was, that redlining was. Oh, massive. But they, was, uh, was, did, was, did you hear about, I told Dave about it. You know about blockbusting? Did you I think hear about so. Which one was that? Well, like Compton was created through blockbusting. What they would do, they would tell all the white people, hey, you know, the black people are coming. <laughs> really? Yeah. You better sell your house. So they would get the white, they would tell them that black people are coming, get white people to sell their home. Right. And when the black people moved in, they sold them the house at a higher price and a higher interest rate. And that's how Compton became predominantly black. Right. And everybody moved to Orange County. So they were just right. every time. And so, that's that's how Orange County became Republican and filled with the kind of people yes. that are going right. to get the fuck out of Dodge right. when they find out the black yeah, people are coming. Yeah, that's all you had to do. All you had to do was say the black because the value of your home would go down if you were black. They said, "Man, you cannot let black people move here because if you do, the value of your home is going to go down." And the government told them that this is coming from government and part of the 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 the, uh, the guys who were um, the developers. Right. Although you got you got to love the guy Peck though. Peck, who's a Jewish cat who. Uh, um, that developed Manhattan Beach when he left land for black people. That's why Charles Bruce bought that land. And it took, I mean, it's been over a hundred years. They kicked those guys out along with the Ku Klux Klan. Dude, they built a hotel and a bathhouse. He left him land and they took it. The, the state of California did an intimate domain and the Ku Klux Klan ran those people out of it. And that guy lost his property. Now it's a fucking park. And they're talking about, well, we have to, you know, there's some things we got to go through before we can give the land back to the family. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the solution that they came up with is, I think, you know, a really good workable solution for, you know, for now and in terms of, of what's there. But the idea of basically giving it the land that, that is or was Bruce's Beach right. back to the family and with the stipulation that, all right, we are the city is going to keep you know using it as we have been, but now we're going to lease it from you. So I mean, I think it, right. it's well. The only yeah, reason the, why they the know ideal about it would be to just well, yeah, fuck it, we fucked up. Here's your shit back. Right. But since there's been a lot of time, I think well, you know as far as yeah, it wasn't the family's fault. No, because oh it, god, it, no, the, no, no. They created this problem, right. and the only reason why people know about it is because Manhattan Beach ended up. Voting in a black mayor, and he had the history. Other than that, you'd have never known that black people that someone black owned that land, and that you'd have never known about the guy Peck who developed the land. You know, you, I mean, people look at I didn't know that. I, 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 yeah. Really? And I was like, dude, I'm not telling you that. It's just I'm trying to gain anything, but I'm telling you that because I mean, it's good history. You should know. How certain things got that way? You you got a yeah, but that's gonna change the beach for me because now when I go, it's gonna make me feel guilty because yeah. I was part of the institutions that made that happen, and so this is this is taking away from my experience <laughs> at the beach. Don't you yeah. understand how that makes me feel? Yeah. I think uh, you know on on that note, I I think one of the most egregious. I don't know if it's the the carrying of society, whatever you want to call it, but the the whole. But this is this is doing something 
that's actually right is going to make me have to think about things in a different way. And, and that's horrible would, would be the, uh, the mother of Derek Chauvin, uh, who, I don't know if you guys watched the sentencing this no. week, you know, they had the, the victim statements, uh-huh. right. uh, from members of George Floyd's family. And then Chauvin's mom got up to, to speak in his defense. The, the, the funniest line was you know if you if you're sentencing him you're also sentencing me at which to me like first of all no no they're not but if you want to think about it that way maybe if you had raised your son to be a better person (laughs) well and and by community standards not by her standards because by her standards he's He's the the greatest thing to ever happen to the earth, let alone the Minneapolis Police Department. But the the thing that I I thought was hilarious was she was complaining about how this whole trial, uh, which, again, for anyone who, you know, may have forgotten or wasn't paying attention, this whole trial happened because her son, the, the greatest thing to ever happen to the world, knelt on a black guy's neck for nine and a half minutes and refused to do anything to alleviate that man's situation, used his other police goons to threaten the crowd to prevent them from doing anything to save George Floyd's life. Uh, so, so this perfect, perfect person who isn't and never was racist but that's that's the only thing people are going to think of him as now because of this trial to which i i disagree with that people aren't going to look at derek chauvin and think racist i think people are going to look at him and think yeah racist murderer but she she was like oh he's he's never been a racist so you know, I've I've had some fun with this on the past few episodes here and there. Going into the uh, McLaughlin group uh, setup, uh, Derek Chauvin's mom says he was never a racist. My question to you, how many days before he joins the Aryan Brotherhood in prison? <laughs> David Rosie Rosenberg, oh, man, how many days? Man, they'll welcome in. They'll, they'll have like a, a big celebration when he walks in the door. And, and uh, we've been waiting for you. Be yeah. Crown so, king or, or, or wizard. Day one. Time and ship. Oh, he'll be in there doing cartwheels and backflips, right? And the old, so they won't. Kick. But you know what? I, I was going to show. I was trying to find on here. They talk about Chauvin getting the time that he got, but there was a black dude who got, uh, I think, um, almost what's I don't know uh, over a hundred years or something like that, two hundred years, because he he um, stole nine dollars, and I said, and he's complaining about he he committed. A murder, you know, and he got twenty-two years. There are brothers locked up. Matter of fact, oh, that dude that uh, in in Missouri, that Rachel Maddow uh, keeps talking about, who's been in jail for forty years, even though, like at this point, the the main witness in his case has said, "Nah, that was just a story I made up because the cops told me to." <laughs> the The prosecutors in St. Louis are trying to get this guy out of jail. He's been in there for forty years for something he didn't do the the people who actually did it have they're they're already they've served time they're out of jail right. and they're like oh no he didn't have anything to do with it well that was the, the you know, and that's why you know um 
Same with you know Emmett Till. Emmett Till, the woman who accused Emmett Till, lied. Right. <gasps> yeah. What? And, yeah, and that was Chicago. White people did. don't do that. Yeah. And and it's, and it's just <laughs> it's you know all this. That's what I mean. You know, as we were saying, that's the history you don't want to. They don't want to tell you. They don't want to talk about. Well, that's the thing, though, is if you have the, the lie written into the history books, that saves us the trouble from having to lie ourselves. Right. We're not <laughs> lying. We're right. just telling you what we learned in history class. Right. But the thing is, but then everyone says, well, if you're having, like, you know, guys, or if you're at a, 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 like, if you're at a cigar lounge, guys sit around with a cigar and they're having conversations as we're doing right now. And subject comes up. And then you got the one white cat sitting there going, Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, and he's standing a lot. Really? I didn't know that. And, and so, where did you guys get this information from? It's called a book. <gasps> you know, and so that's what we end up with. So See, we end up that's schooling. That's number it. three on the list. Number one, you're, you're going to make me feel bad. Right. Number number two, you're going to make me have to change. I've already and number did. number three, you're going to make me read a book? Yeah. Well, I, I've already sat Ugh. at work. I've already sat at work. This guy, Hall, really good This dude. is the white man's burden. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, and he was really, he was, in, and he's asking me, he says, you know, Ship, I, I, I feel, I just feel bad, man. I, I, I mean, I, he said, my dad, he said, my dad was a racist. And he just started telling me all this shit. He said, I, I just feel like shit, man. I said, I said, one, Hall, you should not. Okay. I don't know why you're feeling pain. I mean, but you guys went through that, and your parents, and yes, I said, but my parents told me to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to know what happened, so it would not happen again, and what we have been through. I said, but your parents didn't want you to know and didn't give a shit. They didn't care because it didn't affect them. And every time that they saw something, and that's where you, that's where you get screwed because it did. But your dad didn't want you to know. Yeah, we burned. Yeah, we burned down their home. Yeah, we lynched black folks and we burned black folks alive. But we're not going to tell my kids that we did it. Okay, if you find out about it, he said, "Man, I just found out my my grandfather was a racist." I mean, see, and I said, "All these all, all the signs were there growing up." <laughs> no, no, but yeah. I I fully understand, and I think that's. One of the most important things is the, you know, the fuck the old cliche, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Tricks, maybe, you know, you get old, I got bad knees, maybe not going to learn new tricks, but I can learn new stuff and I can apply that stuff to the way I live my life. And, you know, one of the things that it it took me years to figure this out, but Mm -hmm. I've had a lot more inner peace or whatever amounts to it uh (laughs) since since figuring this out but you can learn something even from the shitty people in your life even if the lesson is how not to behave and how not to act and how not to think having shitty people in your life sucks at the time but you know you make the best of it Uh, speaking uh i you know uh i this, this would have been a lot better had I mentioned this earlier in the show when I was talking about the what national day it is. Something I didn't know, and this isn't national, it's local, but it's it's L.A. Fruit Share Day. Oh, it's L.A. Fruit Share Day. And really? uh, what that means is uh, Rosie, like me Rosie brought in. me lemons. I, well, and, and when Rosie well, brings bring lemons, 
you make a podcast. Well, I'll bring you lemons anytime, but well, until they're nice. all spoiled. But uh, yeah, I drive. You around can make lemon bars. Pictures. I made a lemon. I made a. Uh, I make a lot of lemon stuff. Usually drinks. Uh-huh. We, we have a lot of lemonade. In my Making house. your own limoncello. I did. It's kind of gross. Really? Do you want some? I'll bring you some Meyer lemon limoncello. Yeah. It's, lemon bars with uh, Grand River crust. Oh, yeah, fuck I, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I got uh, uh, some Meyer lemons. I don't. My tree hasn't started fruiting yet. Who knows if it ever will? But uh, I got some Meyer lemons, and I was like, hey, I need some Meyer lemons. And I posted on like the Eagle Rob group, and so I can make limoncello. I've got some, but I need more. And someone gave me like 25, so I was doing everything so i made limoncello and uh update kind of gross but you can have some I'll, I'll i will gladly otherwise that'll be going to my grandkids because i have like <laughs> a thing this big of of limoncello that i'll sneak into other drinks oh dude yeah it, it, it solves the both sweetener and lemon aspect of a of a of a drink yeah it's kind of gross just... it's it, it follows my and this year I'm, i've been smart and i've been i t- before we got married we stole we didn't steal before we got married, we went to. That's okay. You can say we, it. we robbed banks. We robbed banks. <laughs> Before we got married, we went to like. Uh, and then uh, we went home and made out like bandits. Yes, yeah. we went. We went to Los Alamos, the one up in uh, like near Slow, right? And who's Slow? Uh, San Luis Obispo. Oh. <laughs> Good lord. So we went to San Luis Obispo, and we went to this fancy hotel, and. Two stories about that. One, I stole a lot of uh, walnuts, and I was like, I'm going to make Nochino, which is like a, a walnut liqueur. And then the walnuts, it was too late in the season, so I couldn't make the Nochino. So then I had all these stupid green walnuts I had to throw out. And I've told myself I'm not stealing walnuts this year to make Nochino because I already made limoncello, and I'm not even drinking that. So I don't need to also make weird Nochino. But the other fun thing about that weekend getaway was it was like high COVID. It was like August, and it was still... Uh, we still thought the world was going to end. We didn't think the world was going to end, but it was like, man, this seems a little touch and go. But here, uh, my wife and I are at this fancy hotel in Los Alamos, and I and there's a pool, and every other person there wanted to be like, how, how, how do you guys still have the money to do this? Like, I'm Jewish, and my wife is rich, but how, how do you guys have... <laughs> like, who are you that you still feel comfortable? Are you like doctors, and this is like your off weekend? It, it boggled my mind. The that's socioeconomics not- of, of, of still having money at the end of the world was Well, was that's the problem with people. They're always worried about what other people are doing. Mind your own business. No, I just thought it was fascinating. I didn't talk to anyone about right, it. Right, but like, I mean, but they were wondering if you had money. How, how were you able to? Well, do yeah, it? of course. I mean, it was an expensive hotel. It was, right, uh, but like, I'm still like, okay, that they want to do it. You should have just been like, hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how about you know? I'm glad to see you making. How, how about them stocks? <laughs> yeah, right, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty you want to know. You know. But I think you know it's that's it's drugs? not an exclusively American thing. That that's human nature is is to to look at other people and think how their behavior is going to affect you. Case in point, the the New York Bar Association this week uh, decided once and for all, finally, they didn't maybe, disbar him. They suspended him. Right. They right. suspended Ruby. until until such time that they can have a hearing. Oh, really? At which he will presumably be disbarred but i've been thinking about this since since it it came out in the news that that rudy giuliani's law license has been suspended and 
It is, you know, I mean, obviously it, it is because of egregious infractions against You're saying the, 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 <laughs> the light moral code that we apply to lawyers in this country. But it got me wondering if, if there are former and current crackheads going, hey, do we have an association that can do something about Mike Lindell? Because <laughs> he's making crackheads look bad. <laughs> right. So I and think. he's a former crackhead. Uh, well, alleged former. I, he whoa, admits, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, he mean? says he did drugs. I no, no, no. I know. He said he did no, crack. No. I, I forgot it's, it's the old Mitch Hedberg line of, I, oh. I used to do a lot of drugs. I still do, do a, lot a lot of, of drugs, drugs but, I, but I also used to do a lot of drugs. He, I'm not I'm not disputing the, the fact that Mike Lindell used to be a crackhead. I'm just putting it out there that looking at his current behavior mm. that maybe well that actually points to my general theory of uh sorry to interrupt that points to my general theory i, of, I think of, anyone of, who can't get to the end of that sentence without me my general theory <laughs> of cocaine uh is that some people who used to do a lot of cocaine it kind of stays with them they're always like there's some guys who used to do coke are always like what are we gonna do next oh where, where are we going what's what's going on they're always like way up yeah, here like it's in their like their their cells so maybe that happened to to lindell that the the crack just just stayed with now, him you know when you, when you think of rudy the fact that you're getting ready to shit your life away that you sold your soul this is definitely selling your soul to the devil and trump being the devil you went out on a limb and the next next one he's gonna get they're gonna get is the chick because he's also being sued. Wait, which chick? The uh, the Kraken lawyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. Release the Kraken. No, oh, uh, oh, the, the, what yeah. that was standing on there when his head was sweating. The other lawyer that was standing. Oh, on, oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. The chick. Sydney they're gonna Powell. get. Yeah, she's gonna. She's next. Yeah, she's gonna be sued. Well, I she mean, suits a guy like that. That, 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 that Dominion threw a, like a three point four billion dollar lawsuit at that. Right. I mean, you came out and you lied on this company like this, and you kept doing it. You can't say, "Well, we missed it." No, we missed. Both. I like their excuse. You kept saying it. I like their excuse of like no one could take that seriously. It's like the Alex Jones or uh, wasn't it or Tucker, Tucker Carlson? Co- Tucker Carlson. Fox used no that? one, no one really believes what they're saying. That's like Jim saying that there was no insurrection. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, come on. Well, to circle back, the other day I, I did listen to Levin because I wanted to hear what he would have to say about it. And Levin was like, they're going to, uh, Rudy Giuliani is, a, is one of America's top lawyers and they're going to ruin his life. And I remember specifically Mark Levin having like words for Rudy Giuliani a bunch of years ago. But because <laughs> he fully drank the Kool-Aid, because it's a cult, because uh, because it makes, it makes me think of, I learned... Uh, Richard Daly, there was a saying about... Uh, the mayor of Chicago? The mayor of Chicago. There was a saying he said or about his uh, his organization that, you know what you call 99% loyalty? Disloyalty. Like, you have to be in whole hog. That's the way Trumpism works. You, you, right. You're either in whole hog or Trump will trash you. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with these guys. Like, you, you, you swallowed the Kool-Aid. You have to defend all of the idiocy around it, right? No, no matter what. See, I that actually brings up an interesting point that I you know, didn't prepare anything for this, but just thinking about that that arc of redemption. You look at, at the the never Trumper type Republicans, uh, be it the, the Lincoln Project folks right. or like Charlie Sykes, who they they built the monster. Right. But then once it started, you know, tearing up the city, 
they they disavowed their their prior yeah. acts. Well, a lot of them really didn't, which is my issue with them. They're they're just yeah, they sort of have a nodding acquaintance with the truth when it comes to their culpability in creating right. the monster. But at least they're years. trying to do something about it now. For the for the folks who did drink the Kool Aid, and you know, at, is is there a point where they can get out? And, you know, not be the coyote in, in the cartoons being in the middle of the air off, off the edge of the canyon, be, you know, is there I still think, any land we'll, under their car? I, I think we'll, we'll see that. That'll be a big question going forward as, uh, as hopefully, I pray, though I don't pray, that charges finally get leveled against Trump and everything is to see, to watch people all of a sudden distance themselves. And, right, that's why that's why I personally am not as fearful as others for 2024 because I feel like if the media and the Democrats do their job, all you'll do is just tie and be like, look, this is Ron DeSantis hugging Trump. This is Ron DeSantis endorsing Trump's policies. Trump is on trial right now for the following 30 things. You're going to have to find out, like, there's going to be Mitt Romney and, like, two other dudes who are going to be potential candidates. That See, that'll be the other interesting thing is, is to see if, and I don't, I don't think they'll be successful, but how quickly... A lot of these Kool-Aid drinkers are are going to reduce Trump to no no. How many of them are? Well, you know, he's I, I knew he was the president, but <laughs> in terms of my sphere, he was really no more he than a low level like, coffee boy. Yeah, yeah. didn't have much. I didn't have much to do with him. I mean, you know, I was just on the phone with him, and he had to authorize all this funding. Yeah, uh, for, here's here's well, a picture of like, you uh, wearing one of his T-shirts, yeah. hawking his golf here's properties, int- here's uh, uh, introducing you that would be showing like, off your your honorary doctorate from Trump, Trump University. I mean, that would be like Lindsey Graham. Where, where does Lindsey go from here? But I mean, see, I mean, Lindsey, I, Lindsey gr- has flip-flopped his ass, backflipped, come forward. He's done a triple Lindy all the way around. <laughs> and but it it, it does uh, it doesn't seem to have affected him. At all, like the the people who are smart and and know things and are on the the right side of justice, know he's a fucking ass clown, and the people who drink the Kool Aid, just hey, good old Lindsay. No, he's well, he's just a confirmed bachelor because he likes playing the field. He loves the ladies. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's that built in ignorance. Well, that a lot it's, of these it's, folks it's on willful, the right it's, have. It's willful yeah. ignorance. Well, it's, I think I think get, I think when they get through putting the the uh, the twist on Gates, I think Gates is going to sing even more to keep his ass out of jail. I think that you know Greenberg's going to drop on him, but Gates oh. is going to drop on other people. Basically, all this shit from the Gateses and and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Rudy Giuliani's. All the way back to the insurrection and anybody who was on those tours and giving out it, it's all connected and it all leads back to Trump. Everything because this guy when they say, Well, why didn't he why didn't people show up? The uh the National Guard show up? Because Trump told them not to. Trump set the whole thing up. He told those guys to put everything in friends of mine like, well, you you don't think Trump would do fuck yeah, he did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did the whole damn thing. Well, he told his boys to, to to set this stuff up. And and after Mitch McConnell and the Senate said no to uh, a commission uh, to investigate what went into the, the January sixth insurrection, Nancy Pelosi announced this week that hey, 
Yeah, they don't they don't want to play. Democrats are going to go it alone. And you know, we all know how this is going to go. Right. Democrats are going to do shit. Jim Jordan's going to not be wearing a jacket and yelling what about isms. And the the Republicans will try and tarnish the investigation and the committee's ultimate results. Yeah, they'll just say with, it's partisan. Yeah. They'll which whatever they you know, the Democrats need to at every step along the way. You know, we invited the Republicans yeah, to be a part of this, but they declined, and that is why, you know, basically but, what what the Democrats need to do with this commission is basically look at the game tapes. Take a look at, at every fucking Benghazi commission that the Republicans did and figure out a way to deflect and to not give a shit when people say it's partisan. Partisan needs to become a word for, for the Democrats on these committees that they do not hear. It, it It's like the, the radio edit of a rap song. Right. You know, it just, wherever that word partisan is included, the sound just drops out. Well, the, well you know, also with Rudy going down the way he is and Trump didn't save him, Rudy's going to sing. Uh, Weisselberg is going to sing. Or if we don't get Weisselberg, we're going to squeeze his kids. Somebody, I mean, they're going to get the people. And I'm telling you, all of this is tied to the Trump organization. You're going to find that also Russia was supplying him with money, but has been giving him money for years. What, just just like, because Deutsche Bank finally decided to stop backing <laughs> his, his insecure loans? Well, and also, like Michael, Michael Cohen is like, okay. I'm cool. You motherfuckers are getting ready to get the hammer. And hey, guys, if you need any, anything in from any more information from me, I'll be more than glad to tell you whatever I got, and I'll give you any more papers I can get. Well, and Trump's lawyers this week, or, or the lawyers for the Trump organization, said that they expect charges to be handed down from from the New York AG. So that they said they're expecting that in the week to come, right. which is potentially very exciting. You know, it's that's all I really care about these days. Dude, I, I've never, I'm with you, Rosie. I've never wanted to see a motherfucker go to jail <laughs> than this guy. He got, what's what's the guy from Chicago? Belosevich? Oh, He got him off. Yeah. He got, <laughs> how do you do that? One criminal, you, you're getting people out. You know, oh, yeah, he was with me. He just made a mockery. Yeah, I'm but not saying, you know, it's like setting a, a brush fire over here. So no one's going to pay attention to the yeah, bank you're was, robbing over here. There was an right? article, yeah. That, there was an article about how the the way to get uh, to get clemency or get off from Trump is be a celebrity. And so you know the guy. There was an interesting quote. It was from Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel, because he used to rep Trump when Trump was uh, was on The Apprentice, and he told this story. <laughs> Trump, like he was being vetted, or someone he knew was being vetted for a, a role in the Biden administration, and it was very thorough in everything. And then for Ari Emanuel, he was like, "Yeah, uh, Trump once turned to me and goes, I like how you uh, eat a pastrami sandwich. You want to be a, a cabinet secretary?'" Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was such such a moron, such an utter moron. I that's honestly. That's why it's it's all I care about. I, I I cannot wait to see 
the the fireworks from and I know this is just it's just the beginning and it's not going to be Trump himself and I think I just saw somewhere that that uh, Weiselberg says he's not going to cooperate with prosecutors he's, so I guess he's going to go down with the ship and he's going to be true to his master until the very end but yeah I think honestly I think well, they're, they're Weiselberg's gonna... Weiselberg's best bet is is to try and stretch this out as long yeah, as just... he can so he dies at home while waiting to go to prison rather than dying in prison yeah trump's i mean it's the same thing trump's not going to go to jail but i think i, think I just want you, him thoroughly you know, discredited he's not he's if anything we've learned over the past five to 40 years that the trump uh trump strategy is just to throw lawsuits at it until it you know and we're finding out. also that republicans don't really care about policy they care about blocking shit mm -hmm. just like they never came up with a health care plan no never Wait, found what? one yeah <laughs> Oh, right. No, well, they, they will. Give they him a couple were, weeks. He was going to do two it after weeks. he got reelected. In what two weeks. Right, right. I mean, and so all you do, and that's why Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell does not care. I just want to make sure that the Democrats fail. Right. I cannot see you guys doing well. Right. But that's, see, that is the, the crux of the problem. And I remember being really frustrated in November 2016 when there were a lot of luminaries in the Democratic Party who were basically saying, look, uh, you know, really not happy with the results of the election, but because he is the president or going to be the president of the United States, and I, I live in the United States, I, I would like to see the United States succeed. <laughs> and if the president succeeds, and this was, you know, my my whole thing when if the president succeeds then america succeeds and my whole thing yeah then was like are you fucking kidding do you have you not watched the campaign what he considers success is not a success for america but the point is that they were saying it and and there is that sentiment whereas the republicans would love to see america go down in flames as long as there's a Democrat standing close enough to the, the ship's wheel that they can blame. Right. And that is the difference. But Rosie mentioned, uh, you know, waiting to see the fireworks and the fallout. And next week is July 4th, right. uh, which we will, we will ideally be seeing fireworks. I'll, I'll be seeing them in my neighborhood because that's what my neighbors do. No, uh, I've been hearing them a lot, but, you know, for July 4th, they bust out the ones that go high enough that you can see oh, them. Oh, no, no, ours go in the and middle of our street. That's one thing that I'm actually hoping for. One of my favorite L.A. traditions. Uh, I've lived here, you know, 21 years. And it kind of got to the point where you live here long enough, you realize, I don't want to go to a big civic fireworks display, deal with parking and crowds right, and all right. that. I need to make friends with people who live in, in Echo Park or, or Silver Lake, oh, somewhere where they're at the top of hills. Oh, so last so week, you can just look oh, that was a, our, a, a, across the horizon and that was see our all idea. the fireworks displays. That was my idea last year. My idea last year was I had a student up in uh, Glendale. so And I'd, I when I'd go like way up in the hills above Glendale, and so I, when I would go up there, I'd be like, this would be a perfect place to watch the fireworks. So I brought my family and our uh, dumb dog up to uh, like this overlook. And it was cool. You could see over the whole city. But then we drive back to F Highland Park, and it was like being in like Baghdad 2003. <laughs> right? It was, it was the end of the world. I was driving down Figueroa. There's coffee cans 
in the middle on the the double yellow line shooting fireworks up in the air and on the side just people nonchalantly in like lawn chairs watching meanwhile i like my my me my somewhat swiss family because the kids are born in switzerland my wife's born in western new york swiss family rosenberg swiss family rosenberg are, are freaking out i'm mildly freaking out it's the most dangerous driving i've ever done in years because like i'm like it's getting shot up inches from my car and then our dog is so crazy normally but also so so terrified of fireworks i don't think we even can get away with just drugs like we got him drugs for fireworks this year i think we need to like go to the woods for july 4th uh, just yeah. so pepper doesn't just totally lose himself i'm go i'm pepper. very very fortunate uh my I, I don't have a dog but my step poodle uh right. who spends a good amount of time over here six years old he has never been phased by fireworks oh, so it's and especially like because in in the neighborhood you know there's there's a lot in of folks last dude last night yeah, yeah yeah and i mean we're we're a week away from yeah, the fourth yeah, 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 yeah. but like and it's tough to tell because of of echoes and right, sounds but it sounded it like it was like you know over closer to dodger stadium that's or a little bit east of los Feliz. but it sounded like that's where it was coming from but you could. It sounded like you were saying Baghdad. Oh, you it, know, it, it was. It was. It was almost terrifying. It. It's I don't know, man. nuts. It, it sounds like someone like let a let a three year old who's hyped up on Kool Aid into the bubble paper factory. Uh, Pepper. Pepper's only my dog. Most of the time, he's married to my wife. But Pepper is my dog when there's fireworks because I'm a man, and so he thinks I can protect him. That sounds, um, um, you know, gross. No, it sounds like uh, something against women. You can't, you can't well, say that. Do you talk to Pepper about that? <laughs> you, you, you said it, something. You, you said that he'd rather be around him. Yes, man. he would. You know, that hey, is Pepper's, dogs, that dogs is Pepper's gender respect bias. the patriarchy. No, he doesn't. He does not respect me. <laughs> he, he, he loves Lee, but when it push comes to shove, he is a chauvinist, and he uh, will hide with me. Um, he's also interesting that he's also gay. So his his gender identity and ideas of gender are are, are very complex. Yeah, we very, can learn a lot from the dogs. He's he's a he's a, he's a power top. Well, you know, uh, is a rapist. Good, uh, yeah, might be eventually a transgender dog. No, no, no. Pepper's uh, no, because Pepper doesn't like to wear clothes. So like we put on an outfit on him, and he he doesn't approve of that. Does he? What does he do? Like, does he just freeze? Or does he, he try and get freezes. it off? He doesn't try that hard to get him off, but he had a really cute Halloween costume that he was not, he did not very much enjoy, but he wasn't like, he wasn't like actively trying to get it off. Yeah. The but, step, the step poodle, he, it, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's they, like you put a, you put a jacket on him or something. He's got a, a couple things that he will wear begrudgingly, oh. but for the most part, like you, you put something on him and he will just stand there. And it he doesn't even like look at you with like the pleading eyes of oh please take it's this off me. Him. He it, it's so like he's frozen. Yeah. It's no, somewhat hilarious. Pepper Pepper does not enjoy clothing. He used to have a boyfriend that he had a boyfriend who was a little Frenchy, so he was he was fat and couldn't get away from Pepper. <laughs> and Pepper would just hump the bejesus out of that dog. His little red rocket would never come out, but he would just hump at Igor. To the point that Igor would like hide under the couch so that Pepper couldn't get like purchase or anything. But then Igor moved away, and so Pepper's been alone. Oh, sad. So sad. Well, on the on the note of fireworks and what have you, I did mention next week uh, is July fourth, and July third 
is going to be the 200th episode of Let's Be Treasonable. So very excited about that. We're bringing the original crew in. But for now, I want to thank everyone that was here this week. David Rosie Rosenberg. Hi, how are you? Always. (laughs) I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. All right. I'm going to go get some more fruit. It is, you know, I, I hear uh, from, I have a reliable source, tells me it's, uh, it's, it's LA Fruit Trading. I also got to walk a dog and a cat. I don't really walk the cat, but I got to talk to the cat a bit. It's probably for the best. Explain mm-hmm. to the cat why he can't go on the walk. No, he has a leash. I don't know where it is, and I don't feel like rooting around that much I'm, to find I'm the leash. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that the cat probably hid the leash. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think Griffey would like it. Um, I just am not, I just, it's complicated. So it goes, well, you are here right now, and I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to do this show. Uh, always a pleasure and great after a year to to see you in person uh, sitting on the couch here in Treasonable Studios instead of uh, in the comfort of your own home on the monitors of the screens or the screens of the monitors, the things where the people are. You're here now, and I am thankful for that, and that's kind of the whole me. point. Thank you for being here. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on I'm online? i show in Palm Desert tonight, and then I'm on Instagram and and, and Twitter as at Rosie Pigs. And uh, Instagram, I post a lot of pictures and funny videos. And on uh, Twitter, I harass... Well, I used to harass QAnons, but they're all gone. Like, they've been purged from Twitter, so I can't even do... That was so fun. I do a bit of still, like, reporting Nazis... Uh, this is off, good off of Twitter, but I still just like harass, like I tweet at people. That's considered snitching. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, not really. Uh, not if they're uh, Nazis. You can you can snitch on Nazis. Real Americans punch Nazis. Yeah, I mean Captain I, I, America, and I'm I'm small, so I can't really punch any Nazis, and I don't see anyone in person. But I can still report them online, right? Mm. Like that's the punching that I can do. That's hey, we'll take mm. it. Well, thank you uh, for being here, uh, Rosie Pigs on the socials. Uh, so check that out and have some fun. And again, thanks for thanks. being with us today, Mister Time and Ship. Always a pleasure to have you here. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on on? Minor in person in the coming days, weeks, and months. Uh, well, time and ship at Twitter, time and ship at Instagram, time and ship at Facebook. You can get my book, My East St. Louis, um, on uh, Amazon.com, as well as you can get my CD, Universal Brother, which is a uh, comedy CD, which is on um, what is it, Spotify and uh, CD Baby. Uh, no shows this week, uh, just uh, gonna, you know, enjoy the weekend and everything, but uh. Hopefully things are coming up. And although I am back in the in the saddle of working open mics and working on, I got I got some. It's it's re, redoing old material as well as creating new material off the old material. So, hey, the man. world is open for business again. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's about it with me. Right on. Well, thank you for being here today. Looking forward to, to seeing you again next mm-hmm. week. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials on Facebook, dr.david.robinson. On Instagram, I am the Dr. Robinson. And on the Twitter, I am at Stand up, fall down. If you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials as well, all spelled out on Facebook. Let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L E T S B T R E A S O N A B L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, 
the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone, you know, it's summertime. There's, there's a holiday coming up, plenty of opportunities to be social and tell everyone, Hey, have you heard this podcast? <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. If you didn't like what you heard, well, not sure why you're still watching or listening, whatever you're doing with it. Uh, not sure why you are, but I want to thank you for sticking around. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. We will be back next week with the original crew on a very special 200th episode of Let's Be Treasonable. So join us for that. Until then, goodbye! Bye.